Welcome to this week's episode of Mum or No with me, Claire Wind, midwife and mum. Join me each week as we delve into topics from conception to kids and kindy with the aim to become confident and well-informed mums. Today's interview is with baby wearing consultant, Brooke, and we talk about the benefits of baby wearing for baby, but also for mum and for whoever else wants to wear your baby. Brooke also touches on some potential issues people have with baby wearing, and we talk through what all the many options are that are out there. I'm a massive fan of baby wearing and have loved using a range of different slings and carriers with Rupert, my first, and since having Esther, she has pretty much lived in a wrap or sling, being baby number two, so that I can chase Rupert around and get out for walks with him each day. I thought this would be a great topic to talk on as I found a few of my friends aren't very confident with baby wearing, especially in the early days with newborns. And in my perspective, that's some of the most precious times to be wearing your baby. So I hope it is both interesting and helpful to hear this conversation. Also, something extra exciting for this week is that Brooke is kindly offering a beautiful sling as part of a giveaway alongside this episode. If you're keen to get your hands on it, jump over to Instagram at mumwillknow and enter the giveaway. It goes through till Sunday the 22nd, so don't miss out. All right, here's Brooke. Hey, Brooke. uh, Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. And just to start us off, could you give us a little overview of who you are, who's in your family, and maybe what you do for work? Sure. Thanks so much for having me. So I'm based in Brisbane and I have two children, Eleanor, she just turned seven and Axel will be four in August. And I'm a single mum to them, mostly full time. And what I do for work is I am a baby wearing educator and consultant. So I work one-to-one with parents doing consultations in their home or online, like via Zoom, anywhere in the world, helping them use their baby carrier or their baby wrap or sling and getting them set up really safely and comfortably and feeling really confident with it. I also retail a number of brands on my website. So I sell a few different carriers, wraps and slings. And I also work with companies, helping them to promote baby wearing safety with their products online and in person as well. And that's kind of my individual business. I also co-founded the Australian Baby Wearing Association because in Australia there's nothing in place that kind of sets the standard on baby wearing safety and really advocates for those kind of standards across the board. So we started that where we run in-person trainings and online for kind of health professionals, those people that are already working with parents so that they have the most up-to-date knowledge and safety advice. And then I recently became also the country leader of Kanga Training Australia. (laughs) My bio goes on for quite some time. (laughs) Uh, So I help to manage Kanga Training, which is a postnatal exercise program where you carry your baby in a carrier and work out. I I manage that um, across Australia. I used to be a trainer myself running mums and bubs classes. And and one other thing, the four little businesses, I also actually own a ring sling company now called Leather Baby Co. I just took that over. So always love those slings myself, used it with my little boy, stocked them on my website, my Brooke Marie website, and now I've just 
support the company. So that's really exciting and I'll be growing that a little bit more too. So yeah, that's me. <laughs> the long Amazing. Version. Yeah, there's a lot there, especially um, being a single mum as well and you saying mm. that you do that almost full time. But yeah, I can imagine you're very busy. <laughs> yeah, everyone assumes that and I am, but I don't feel like crazy busy run off my feet. Like I'm, I'm good at trying to balancing my time, but I kind of love the juggle too of working yeah. really hard and then like playing really hard and doing cool stuff as well. And Yeah. Obviously, yeah. it's something you're really passionate about as well. Can you tell us how you got into being a baby wearing consultant and yeah, why do you love baby wearing? Yeah, sure. So it all started with my daughter. Yeah, seven years ago, I was just first time mom. I was a young mom and I was overwhelmed, anxious, all those little things. And using a baby carrier actually had a wrap, a stretchy wrap. It just put me at ease so much and felt so empowering. I just remember walking around the shops being like, oh, my gosh, she's actually asleep and content Mm -hmm. and I have my hands free and I don't have to worry about anything. And, yeah, it was just so incredibly empowering. But also at the same time, there was so much to figure out as well. It wasn't like I just got it from the start whatsoever. And I look back at some of the first photos of me using using it and I cringe, but in a beautiful way (laughs) that's just like you don't know better, you know, there's no judgment at all. But, yeah, I was exposed to the world of baby wearing and I was overwhelmed and couldn't believe there was all these options and price points and opinions and brands and it was just yeah it was huge and so I saw that even myself as a parent there was a lot to figure out and once I did kind of figure it out I I wanted to help other parents figure it out too so um, and as a young mom I didn't really have a career that I'd put on hold and I'd lost interest in what I was studying so I just kind of, yeah, fell into it like that and, and just started working in that field and became a Kanga training instructor and then it just evolved from there. Okay, cool. And so maybe can we back step and could you explain to us just what baby wearing is? Mm-hmm. Sure. So it's really just the act of placing your baby into a baby carrier, like a buckle kind of harness style or a wrap, which is a long piece of woven or stretchy material, uh, or a sling, like a ring sling, which has rings and material through it. And you're just carrying your baby how you kind of naturally would in your arms up against your chest, but you're now using something to hold them close. So you get to have your hands completely free. They're sitting in an ergonomic position and you're ergonomic as well. Like you're, we're made to carry our children and our children are made to be carried. So we can kind of naturally fit into each other and the carrier of the wrap just kind of fits around us and, and holds, holds us in place. Yeah. Awesome. And you've touched on a few there already, but what, what are the benefits then of baby wearing for, I guess, both mum and the baby? Yeah, so many benefits and dads too, absolutely. All caregivers, anyone carrying a baby experiences so many benefits. So I think the two most kind of common or profound ones is the practicality and the convenience because babies, they're going to want to be carried anyways, regardless, like all that's just human design that they they're born and they're so dependent on us and they feel most safe when they're in our arms and connected close to our hearts and have that movement. Uh, So they're going to want to be carried anyways. And then using a carrier will just then save your posture. It'll save you from getting tired arms and you're not going to be stuck with the baby on you. You'll be able to move freely around the house, get outside. Uh, so you'll you'll be happy and have that freedom and your baby will be so content and happy up close against your heart. So super practical and then convenient, obviously, like I just said, if you've got older children to care for, uh, you can do that while carrying your newborn. 
Uh, if you're a new first-time mom and, and you're feeling a bit overwhelmed getting out of the house, it can just make navigating that a lot easier too, keeping a baby close, not having to worry about where they're going to sleep. You can feed on the go once you've got that um, figured out. You can then feed your baby in the carrier. So that makes it really easy too. And really bonding is probably the third biggest benefit. It just you get so much beautiful bonding experience with your child. And this is where dads can really benefit as well because uh, it's not something that you can just kind of turn on and say, I want to bond with my baby now. But by carrying them, it just happens under the surface, out of your control. You have that oxytocin, that feel-good hormone circulating all throughout, making you feel really good, making you feel closer to your baby. And your baby feels that too. And while you're carrying them, you'll be able to pick up on their cues really quickly compared if compared to if they were like detached from you, say, you know, in a pram or on the floor or something, which is totally fine. There's a, there's a place for that. But when you're carrying them, you're you're able to pick up on their cues when they're tired, hungry, they need something. And then your baby starts to recognize that, starts to recognize how quick you are to respond to them. So they start to feel closer to you too. So it's a beautiful, positive cycle that happens. And yeah, there's so many benefits. And I really encourage dads to, to use a carrier too, or, or grandmas, family, friends. Uh, helps mum, you know, have a tiny break mm. and still keeps baby super content and happy. So, yeah. That's great. I remember um, really early on when I had my son, I put him in a wrap uh, to go out and I, I found it so helpful to hide him away from people touching yes. him. <laughs> I just felt like he's so vulnerable. He's under six weeks old. I don't want anyone to touch him or kiss him because people do that. And um, yeah, I found it so protective. Like he was just on me. And so people could just, they couldn't do anything. They just like, oh, there's your baby. Mm. He's so small. That's kind of it. And I was, yeah, I felt really like protective and that he was safe because he was on me. Yeah. It's so true. Like you are able to kind of hide and tuck them away there uh, and protect their little bodies from vulnerable germs and viruses circulating around. And if you're breastfeeding as well, you're able to, you know, kiss the top of your baby's head regularly. And then your body starts to pick up on any kind of germs they've come into contact with, makes those antibodies through your milk, and you have that benefit. So you're kind of constantly kissing your baby's head and getting those benefits too, which is awesome. Yeah, so good. There is this idea that does float around though that if we hold our babies too much, we could be spoiling them. So what does, I guess, the evidence say about this and what does that mean for baby wearing? Yeah, so it's a big myth or concern that floats around and it's really unfortunate because it's really to the detriment of babies but also to parents too because Mm. it's instinctual to want to cuddle your baby when they cry or just to be with them all the time. It's it's built into us. And so when we're now parenting in this world that has all this advice telling you to not let your child get clingy, like make sure you keep a strict routine and stuff is Mm. actually kind of really destroying a parent's confidence and and making them have this inner conflict in themselves as well. So I'm not sure if there's exactly complete evidence to say the contrary, but I would just say that we are born to carry our children. We're born to keep them close. It's what we've always done since the start of humanity. Like we're meant to be living close together and have that contact. Even as adults, we always want that connection with another human being. We want that cuddle when we need it. And our children need it the most because they're completely dependent on us for everything. 
Yeah, and we often think that to encourage independence, we almost have to force it, but it's really the opposite. When we encourage our child to be dependent on us, we actually give them a beautiful framework of safety and love where they can feel confident to go and take that step to be independent, knowing that they've got us to fall back onto. So you're actually fostering independence when you're letting them be so dependent on you, you're actually fostering independence that's really healthy and natural and on a child's own time frame kind of thing. You're not making it a really negative, stressful situation to put them in. So I would just say, summed up, we are meant to have our children clinging onto us like they're just meant to, and it's not going to be forever. It's a tough phase of life. It is sometimes we can feel so touched out mm-hmm. and want that space but just try and get some support around you to help share that load. Remember that it's only natural. Our babies want to do this. They cannot manipulate you. They're not trying to be, you know, getting the upper hand Mm. and making your life difficult. It's just how it is. So letting them be dependent on you, letting them be clingy, you're actually doing a really wonderful, beautiful thing that will pay off in the long run, you know, not only as they become independent as they get older to six six years old or so and then teenagehood but as they grow into an ad, an adult as well you know they will there's I think there is studies to show that they'll have better mental health because you've fostered that beautiful natural healthy attachment mm. to another human being yeah yeah I was going to ask about whether that's linked to attachment parenting and and yeah that sounds like the building up or developing of independence by being so dependent and so cared well cared for and responded to early on yeah, yeah kind of works in that way yeah yeah because the first three years of life is when the brain development is most kind of crucial so and it sets the blueprint for the rest of your life so there those first three years if if you're really fostering that beautiful attachment then that's going to be imprinted in your child's brain for um you know is the world friend or foe or is it is it scary and and, um, and uncertain so yeah those first three years are very crucial And I guess that's also why baby wearing could be so positive, not only for the mum, but also for the dad and the other caregivers uh, of that child to be really building up that strong attachment and that security for the baby. Yeah, it's such a beautiful thing to do and it has so many payoffs in the future. Mm. I also like that you said babies, we've just meant to carry our babies. And it makes me picture the classic like African woman carrying a baby on her back or on her chest as she does work or something like that. And I just feel like prams don't exist in some cultures. Like prams are this idea that it's convenient for us to go shopping and put big bags underneath and things like that. But um, baby wearing is across all cultures, I feel. Yeah. And so that's why it's so ingrained in us because we had to carry our babies to either yeah, get work done in the tribe or even flee danger as well. Like if, if we needed to quickly move from a, um, one place to another back, 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 back in time, you would mm. need to be able to pick your baby up and go really fast. So having them attached to you made that really easy. And also, yeah, with prams and everything like current modern day parenting children spend more time away from their parents than they ever have before in history so this is all really new for us to have these kind of prams and bounces and and this encouragement as well to keep them detached it's very new and that's not it's just not normal infant behavior that's not how we're meant to parent and not how our babies are meant to kind of be babies either they're meant to be with us yeah Mm. I guess then looking at the maybe questions that people might have around baby wearing or concerns 
other than uh, overly attached babies or anything like that. Is there a time that we shouldn't be baby wearing? So say like a woman's had a cesarean section or like the first six weeks or things like that. Like, is there a time that baby wearing isn't appropriate? Yeah, not so much. It's only really if I guess you've been told by your care provider that you're for some reason unable to carry your baby in your arms. But if you're able to carry your baby in your arms, there's usually not any other reason that you couldn't put on a carrier or a wrap and carry them in that as well because it's the same kind of weight, you're using the same kind of muscles, those kind of things. So after a cesarean, you're absolutely fine to baby wear immediately. You don't have to wait as long as your care provider has given you clearance and and everything's okay in that sense. But otherwise, there's not like a blanket rule that you have to wait. You'll naturally be carrying your baby up really high on your chest and so that's away from any scarring and things like that. You might want to look at potentially avoiding a buckle carrier with a waist belt Um, and this can go for any pelvic floor issues, prolapse, things like that too because a belt does kind of put pressure, not really like for every day, but if you have other issues going on, it does kind of put a little bit of pressure in one location and bear down a little bit. So for that kind of scenario, I'd suggest looking into a wrap or a sling, which doesn't have that waist belt there at all. Yeah. Otherwise, if you can carry your baby in your arms, do so. You can do the same with a carrier and you just might want to do it in smaller spurts of time. So just for a little bit and then have a break. Or even if you really want to focus on your recovery more, encourage someone else to carry your baby in that time. Um, But otherwise, yeah, there's no real waiting. You can carry straight from newborn. Even Premi bubs, you're able to carry in like a woven wrap or a woven ring sling. Uh, It is a bit more specialized, but definitely doable. Even bubs with hip dysplasia, it's doable. And you can carry all the way into toddlerhood and and even beyond into preschool years if you want to as well. So, yeah, the world's your oyster. As long as you're both comfortable and safe, you can do it for many years and for many hours at a time as well. Awesome. I do want to touch on a few things that you've mentioned just now then. (laughs) So with the pelvic floor, I would have thought that like a proper structured kind of carrier as opposed to say like a sling or a wrap would actually be better support for your body in terms of keeping it aligned and like weight distribution and things like that rather than like a sling that might just be soft and not structured but are you saying that it's actually better to do something like the sling or the wrap that is putting less is it more just about that belly band of a carrier pushing on those kind of pelvic that pelvic area that's the issue okay yeah it's just the band that's the biggest issue yeah have you used a wrap or a sling before yeah yeah so I did I've done actually the carrier when my son was a bit older and then the wrap when he was really really young newborn and then a sling when he was a bit older as well so I've tried all of them yeah nice and enjoyed them for different yeah reasons I think yeah but yeah definitely as he got heavier I the the carrier felt so much Mm. more supportive and like I wasn't breaking my back or overstretching the wrap or anything like that yeah yeah I mean structured carriers they're very sturdy and strong I compare them to like a pair of jogging shoes like you put them on tie them up buckle yourself in you know you're good to go for hours they're very durable so they're definitely very supportive but a wrap or a sling, you're still able to get an even distribution of weight and you shouldn't have any pain going on. It shouldn't be bearing down in any one spot. It's just slightly different, I guess, with the wrap because you just don't have that 
waist belt. You've yeah. got the spread over the shoulders and you're just kind of tying it off. It just sits differently on your body. And I guess usually like a wrap you're really only using for the first 6 to 12 months before your child gets heavier. Mm. I mean, a ring sling you can use for a number of years, but potentially when the issue is most prevalent, your child's going to be quite light anyway. So you might not need something so sturdy like a buckle carrier to provide that extra support. Uh, yeah, but I was speaking to physios only the other week and they agreed that that belt will just put a little bit too much pressure if you've got pelvic stuff going on. Sure. Okay. And what are some, like as a consultant, baby wearing consultant, what are some of the complaints or issues uh, around baby wearing that you tend to work through with your clients? Yeah, quite a few because like baby wearing, it is something hard to just kind of get instantly on your own. You really kind of do have to have someone show you how to do it correctly. So the biggest complaint is maybe this, that their baby's upset and frustrated in the carrier and they want to know if they're doing something wrong or what's happening. And usually when a baby is upset, we've just got the carrier set up a little bit incorrectly and need to tweak a few things to make it sit better. So Parents uh, don't know that they have to, or not have to, but they should be carrying their child up really high and that just makes a baby instantly happier. So I often, that's the biggest tweak I'll do is just lifting that belt up higher so that their baby sits higher and then just, yeah, helping them set it up. And I think even if a parent is setting it up well, they'd like to just be told that they're doing it well as Mm. well to be reassured and almost instantly once they're reassured, they feel better and then their baby picks up on that. So that's really common too if you're kind of anxious, your baby's like picks up on that. Oh, my gosh, my my mum's not sure what this is, so I don't know if I'm sure about this either. (laughs) Yeah, or a comfort thing as well. If you're uncomfortable, the baby's going to feel uncomfortable too. Exactly. So it's really just tweaking a few things um, to get that baby happier. Otherwise, parents don't often feel too much pain, um, and that can also be rectified with just a few little tweaks. But, yeah, it's normally just raising that band, kind of doing a little pelvic tuck, making sure it's tight enough. Yeah, answering any other concerns they might have, showing them how to to breastfeed or feed in the carrier. Mm, Yeah. Okay. Do you feel like there's a certain type of baby wearing option that that works well for certain people and that's part of what you do as well, like finding the perfect fit and things like that? Or, you know, I I said that I've used kind of one of each of those Mm. three options and I definitely had preferences, but I feel I didn't actually get anyone to fit anything for me. I just gave them all a go and found, you know, one more yeah. comfortable than the other kind of thing. Is there like one that works better for some people or for some babies and things like that? Yeah. So not overly, like I wouldn't say I look at someone, I'm like, okay, you're going to use this product or blah, sure. blah. It's more just what fits best into their lifestyle and also what their preference is. So like myself, I'm not much of a rapper. Like I, just, I love woven wraps and I can do the basics with them, but I would much prefer to just put on a buckle carrier or put on a ring sling. So it's also preference for some people. They might just not enjoy using a ring sling. It's not for them or buckle carriers even. They might be like, oh, it just looks too bulky on me. I'd rather use a wrap. So 
it's yeah, preference and lifestyle as in uh, are they just wanting to use the carrier for or a sling just for school drop-offs when they're dropping off an older child and, and picking them up. So something they just want something really quick and easy. Or are they going on big adventures, you know, long hikes with their husband and they mm. just want something super durable to fit into that. So that's also a factor. So, yeah, I would say that seriously all styles are pretty much like a one-size-fits-all. We can make it work for anybody. Um, it just depends on what your preference is, what you like and your lifestyle when you want to use it. Yeah. And I feel like maybe as well based on age is like the backpack style of carrier also considered baby wearing. And like, I assume that that's when you're doing your bushwalk with your toddler or your, you know, Mm. preschooler or something, that's going to be much more appropriate than trying to put them in like a ring sling or something like that. Yeah. I've never actually used one of those giant hiking carriers and I don't know if they have to replace a um, structure carrier because I've I've still been like climbing a few mountains with my little boys, yeah, nearly four, and I just use like a preschool size structured carrier, and that's more than enough support. And I wonder as well, and I would have to actually try out the actual hiking to have a conclusive answer, but mm. I wonder if it's actually better and more ergonomic because of the weight distribution. You have that waist belt; they're in that M position, and their legs aren't kind of dangling and. Yeah, I just wonder if it's actually more supportive than a big, bulky hiking style carrier. I'm not sure, but you don't have to have a hiking carrier to do hiking. You can just use a structured carrier. But yeah, definitely wouldn't be using a ring sling for a big hike. Mm-hmm. A ring sling is, is much more of a quick in and out option. Of course, you could use it for an hour or so if your child fell asleep, but they're more designed. And again, I compare it to shoes. They're like a pair of thongs or flip-flops where you're more using them for little quick trips and they're not going to be as supportive for hours on end, although you could do it. You'd probably put on a jogger or something instead. (laughs) Mm, That's helpful to kind of think through as that idea. Yeah. What about like favorite brands? Obviously you said you've got one that you now own the business of, so you definitely would, I'm assuming, think that's the the best but um yeah what kind of if someone's like new to baby wearing or they're pregnant and they're thinking through like oh I should get some sort of carrier or something what should Mm -hmm. someone start with sure and I do like to try and remain as impartial as well and I just like to give parents options and help them with what they've got so I would just say when you're looking for a product, just look for something that's really well reviewed. So when you can see that many other parents have used the product and they're really enjoying it, maybe not just from the the website where there's reviews, but in like a a baby wearing Facebook group where heaps of parents are recommending it. Look for something as well that you like the look of that you're actually going to use, not just because the product says it's good, but you actually really like the look of it. You can see yourself using it a lot. That's very important. Mm. If you can check that the product's been tested to some kind of standard because then you'll know that it's high quality and safe. In Australia, there's no baby wearing standards that exist. So anything can be sold like wooden rings and a ring sling, which just isn't safe um, internationally. You have to have the metal ones. So most carrier companies in Australia or around the world will send their products to the US and Europe to have them tested against those standards there. And that involves, they kind of put a lot of weight into the products to make sure that the buckles don't break and the fabric doesn't tear and they kind of bash the product intermittently with weight and and, and put it under a lot of strenuous um, testing to make sure that it's safe enough to hold your baby. So check that the product you're about to buy has been tested against those standards so that you know it's of the best quality. 
and check it's well-reviewed and you really like the look of it. And then if you can, it's so helpful, of course, to try the product out before you purchase it, but it's just not always the case. So try your best to do as much research as you can and then just go with your gut and hope for the best. If it does have those reviews and it's a really well-known brand, then you should be okay. And then maybe just contact a baby wearing consultant to help get you set up and, and using it best. Mm, okay. That's really interesting that there's no standards. Did you say at the beginning with one of your many hats <laughs> that they are, you're trying to set up as standards yeah. for Australia? Is that what's going yes, on? Yeah, we are. We're, we're more just raising the standard in general, as in like the standard of the safety advice and what's portrayed on the internet, making sure companies are using good products and, I mean, sorry, good images of, of safe, correct baby wearing. Yeah, but we are trying to, we've got that as one of our goals over the next few years is to create some kind of our own standards that products can be tested against. You know, we've spoken to the ACCC about introducing a formal set of standards, but they're really not interested. They're happy for it to be just a self-regulated industry. Mm-hmm. But yes, we are trying to train change that um, because parents deserve it. And like, we really should have these products held account to have really um, rigorous testing against them and it's yeah it's not okay that anything can be sold because it's just almost a disaster waiting to happen absolutely yeah another thing that I thought of before but forgot to ask was is there rules for how to baby wear properly like I feel like there's maybe an acronym or something that I was told early on that it reminded me when you said keep your baby high and you can kiss them on the head or something like that is there something that like parents like can check that they're doing the right they're wearing their baby the right way Yes, absolutely. And I also remember that I forgot to answer your question as well about um, is there like certain carriers for a certain age? So I'll answer that too. (laughs) So the acronym is TICKS, T-I-C-K-S. And yeah, this is like a universal baby wearing safety reference. And so every time you set your baby up, you can go through these TICKS checklists in your head every time you carry, no matter how old they are, no matter how experienced you are as well. So T is tight, so making sure that the carrier, the wrap or the sling is really secure and firm against you and your baby. To know that it's tight enough would mean that as you move your body side to side, your baby moves exactly with you so they're not kind of swaying against you and loose in there. And Mm. parents often ask, well, how do I know if it's too tight? And you'll just know. You'll just feel uncomfortable. Your baby might be upset. So you'll just know that it's a bit too tight. Then we have I, so I stands for in view at all times, which is so important. And that refers to baby's nose and mouth is in view at all times. So we don't ever want the fabric covering their face or the buckle straps covering their face or to have a hood up where you just can't see your baby. You must always be able to see that and have those clear of any obstruction so that we don't have any breathing issues. C is close enough to kiss. So your baby's carried nice and high on your chest that you can literally just pop your chin down and kiss the top of their head. You shouldn't be kind of overextending your neck. That's when you know they're a little bit too low and it's it's just comfortable and safer to have them up high. K is keep chin off chest. So this means that we don't want our baby slumping in the carrier where that chin is going to touch their chest. You should be able to fit at least two fingers, your pointer finger and your middle finger between your baby's chin and chest so that you know that there's a gap there. And again, that's just another breathing, um, a breathing safety tip to make sure that there's no slouching and, and obstructing that airway. And so S then stands for supported spine or supported back. And that means that 
your baby's back is firmly supported like inch by inch of that carrier and the wrap up their back. So there's no kind of gaping or looseness that's going to allow them to slump. So we just want a nice firm hold of that carrier against them that's now against your body, if that makes sense. So yeah, those are the tick safety guidelines. Follow them every time you use a carrier and you'll know that you're going to be really safe. And actually it also works for your ergonomics as well. So you're going to be really comfortable. Mm. Yeah. I don't remember if that came with the the carriers that I had or not, but that surely should be part of education for every carrier that's sold. I don't know yeah. if that's part of like what becomes the standards of when you sell these, you need to be educating parents about how to wear them safely mm. because yeah, if you don't, you can see that there would be negative, yeah. there could be negative consequences. Yeah, the companies are only getting better and yeah. better. So I definitely think um, one of them had it in like the little booklet that mm-hmm. I got with it, which was helpful. Yeah, yeah, most of them do. Yeah, most of them do now in their instruction manual they'll refer to it. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And then back to answer your question sure. about the age thing. Yeah. Um, so, yes, there the different styles. So we've got like a stretchy wrap, which is a wrap but with stretchy material. We then have a woven wrap, which is a wrap but with not a stretch to it, uh, ring slings, uh, buckle carriers and may dies you might have heard of a may die it's a, an asian inspired carrier where it has the outline of a buckle carrier so you've got a waist belt you've got a back panel and two shoulder straps but it's completely made of fabric oh. so there's no buckles what's it yeah, called may dive may die oh, yeah Maydive. okay yeah and so you have the ease of a buckle carrier because you're just tying on a waist belt mm. putting your baby in doing the straps but you have the softness of a of a wrap so it's a nice little hybrid carrier um so with those five styles most of them are adjustable to use from newborn all the way up to toddlerhood like 15 or 20 kilos kind of weight limits depending on the brand the only exception is a stretchy wrap that is best for the first six months, potentially up to 12 months, depending on how quickly your child grows. So a stretchy wrap is safe enough to use up to 15 kilos. Most brands will have that. Um, Yours might be slightly different, so double check. But, yeah, they'll be safe enough up to 15. But once your child hits about seven to eight kilos, you'll kind of have the maximum use out of it. And that'll just be because you'll set your baby up really tight. But with that weight of seven to eight kilos after, you know, 10 minutes or so with that stretchy material to just start to sag down so yeah that's the exception otherwise most styles will be fine newborn to toddler awesome and even with the may die one like does that have an adjustable size or is it just like one single piece of fabric then yeah good question most brands now like the modern ones will be adjustable so you can adjust that width in to make it nice and narrow for a newborn's little legs and you can also cinch the uh, height in as well to make it not so high yeah they're mostly all adjustable now which is just so great you don't have to think I have to get a newborn carrier and then I have to get a toddler one and Mm. it's like is it going to fit them it's if they're really flexible now that you're able to get the perfect fit and use that one product for newborn for a number of years Yeah. I also like that some of the different carriers I've tried have given options for the way that the baby is positioned. So it's not like the the wrap basically was just the baby just stuck to me like in a ball because it was a newborn. (laughs) But like with the sling, you could 
breastfeed in it, like you said, or you could put them on your kind of hip a bit more and things like that. And then we have an ergo and you can do like flip the baby forward and back inside and all these like different positions. Do most carriers now offer that kind of flexibility as well? Like baby looks out versus baby looks in and things like that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Most will offer that facing into you, sitting on your hip and a back carry as well. And then some will also offer facing out. So facing your baby away from you that they're looking at the world. Mm. Some brands won't do that. They'll just, they won't have that option to face out, but they will do hip and back carries. So yeah, but majority are able to suit a number of different ways to carry your child. Yeah, that's really cool. Is there anything that we've missed today, Brooke, that you think is important for people to know or that you just think is so awesome about baby wearing that you want to share? (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe just touching on that facing out Mm. bit that we just spoke about because it is still a little bit topical. It used to be more that if you faced your baby out, it would mean that they would sit in an unergonomic if that's a word and not so ergonomic position that's just how the carriers used to be designed that if they were facing out it would mean that their legs would kind of dangle down and they wouldn't be sitting in the hip healthy m position which actually i might touch on as well because that's really important and so then a lot of people would say well don't forward face your baby because it's not good for their hips and it's not ergonomic but now carriers have advanced and they've made it that the base can still be a little bit wider and allow your baby to sit in that m position to face out just be mindful though that when they are facing out there is a lot more stimulation for them to take in than if they were facing you so we like to kind of have a time frame to face out for maybe 20 to 30 minutes because their head will tire as well they have to use different muscles to support their head facing out they can't just kind of lean onto your chest and and rest Mm. so check in with your baby after 20 minutes um, that they're not so too stimulated or getting tired if they're still fine and they're just loving life facing out because some babies are just so open and and want to see the world, then you can absolutely keep going if you're both happy. Otherwise, turn them back in to face you. And especially if they're having a sleep, you're never allowed to face your baby out and let them sleep there. It's just a safety um, airway issue. So always turn them back in for that. Otherwise, go right ahead and enjoy carrying your baby facing out if you would like to try that out because... I don't know, I just feel like motherhood sometimes can get so monotonous and like you just want to change it up a little bit. So absolutely go ahead and do that. (laughs) Yeah, I think for me it was like when he was a bit older as well, like he – had good neck and head control and wanted to look around and be interested in the world. And I was going for a walk. So it's like, cool, face you out and you're not going to be sleeping and that's fine. It's all about going for a walk instead of being in the pram or whatever. But yeah, I think like you said, that would be stressful him falling asleep facing outwards because you can just picture the head just falling down. And that was one of your tics thing. Like you don't want the chin Mm. to be on their chest, obstructing their airways. So yeah, that's helpful to be reminded if they're sleeping to turn them back again. Yeah. A lot of parents just aren't aware of these kind of little guidelines. So um, no judgment if you've ever done that before and your baby has slept while facing out, Mm. you just didn't know and it's okay. And it's just about being informed and, and making a better, safer choice next time. So, yeah. And with the hips as well, so that M position is what we always want to aim for when we're carrying. It's super crucial for the first six months of your child's life. So when your child's born, their hip socket isn't fully formed. So the joint doesn't completely sit in there just yet. It's still forming. So we always want to encourage this M position so that that hip area forms healthily. Mm -hmm. So if your child 
um, has their legs kind of straight down swaddled or in a carrier with their legs straight down, we just have the risk of it kind of, yeah, it can dislocate, it can just cause a number of issues. And, and later in life that can go on to cause like arthritis and, and painful things like that. So the M position is a preventative measure to just make sure that that hip area is developing optimally. So we've got both knees up higher than the bottom and that creates the M position. So always aiming for that when you're using the carrier and, and most carriers now will absolutely support that position. So yeah. it will just happen naturally. I remember reading that with one of my like manuals on how to make sure that the baby's in the right position. You had to make sure their legs did the capital M kind of thing. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you also mentioned that was for normal babies. All babies need that M position just because the hip sockets aren't fully established or developed, like you said. But yeah. then you mentioned at the beginning that you can also do carriers for babies who have hip issues. Is that right? Mm. So there are they specific ones or do they just fit into the M position as well? Yeah, so it's more so say your baby is being treated for hip dysplasia so they're in a brace, mm, one okay. of the braces, you're still able to use a carrier around that brace. The carrier doesn't act as a replacement uh, but you're still absolutely able to keep your baby in their brace. This is where you're probably better off using a wrap or a soft material, a may dye perhaps, uh, because then that's just going to sit around your baby beautifully. Whereas a structured carrier is structured and you're naturally kind of sitting yourself into it rather than it sitting around you. So um, yeah, for a parent that has their child in a brace, using a wrap will be great. And yeah, you're absolutely still able to carry your baby. There is one brace that's more used over in WA. I think it's called the Browns Bar. Mm -hmm. It's design makes it a little tricky for parents because there's a bar that kind of ends up digging into their tummy a little bit. So you could still try, but that one can be a little problematic. Otherwise, yeah, and, and just a preventative measure as well. So to avoid any developmental hip dysplasia, baby wearing acts is a perfect preventative measure mm. because you're carrying your baby at that right angle for the hip, the 90 degrees, that mimics exactly what a brace is doing anyway. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, cool. All right. Well, if um, listeners are eager to hear more from you, uh, where can they find you? So Brooke Marie, M-A-R-E-E, baby wearing, and that's me on Facebook and Instagram. And yeah, you'll be able to just find me there. And then if you're interested in like Kanga training or you're a professional and you want more baby wearing um, advice, that'll be there too. So Brooke Marie, baby wearing. Yeah. Perfect. I'll share a link in the show notes to that. Can you also just quickly touch on Kanga training? That sounds really cool. (laughs) Yeah. So Kanga training is fantastic like I just absolutely adore the program so you wear your baby in a carrier it's designed specifically for baby wearing to be baby wearing safe it's designed to be postnatal safe so it's a it's a intentional program that is so good for you keeps your baby happy babies mostly just fall and drift off to sleep while you get a good workout it's low impact but you definitely work up a sweat and then if you start when your baby's little, like newborn, you start to gain strength as they get heavier, which is really cool. So as your child gets into those toddler years and you're still going to Kanga, you just get to be like the fittest you've ever been. Or I found that anyways. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's really fun. You're in a community of other moms carrying their babies. It's an, a really fun workout with great music. It's effective. 
Yeah, so it's all around Australia. It's all around the world, actually. But if you just go onto the Kanga Training Australia website, so just kangatraining.com.au, and you can just type in your postcode and find a local trainer near you that'll do a class. Uh, If there's not a trainer near you, you can become a trainer yourself, which is how I started all of this seven years ago. It was my first dip into baby wearing business. And you don't have to have any previous fitness qualifications. You do quite an in-depth course with a midwife and a physio and a baby wearing consultant and get trained up and then you can run classes yourself in your area which is just so much fun that's great I think it sounds yeah yeah, really fun like often it's not only good for exercise but then also like you said the community of other mums which is really cool yeah yeah it is it's all about that it really helps you know any like postnatal depression Mm. or anxiety and just getting out of the house and we're all in the same boat even your trainer that you're going to class with will have a baby and and have a bad night's sleep or something that's happened like we're all just mums there it's yeah it's amazing oh that's great awesome well Brooke thank you so much for chatting today and filling us in on the very many baby wearing options and benefits of baby wearing as well um I'm really excited I'm currently 36 weeks pregnant so I'm getting excited to strap my little tiny hopefully newborn onto me again because I haven't done much of that lately with my big boy especially being pregnant Mm -hmm. but yeah I I loved it so much when he was young so I'm looking forward to doing it with this little one Uh, but yeah thank you for yeah sharing your wisdom with us pleasure thank you so much for having me and that's so exciting for you to have those cuddles again I know what I was like when I my second was coming along you missed that with your toddler who just isn't really interested in too many cuddles oh anymore. Gosh, wants yeah. to run away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so it's so nice to have that little newborn snug on you. So that's going to be amazing for you. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening today. I hope you have been convinced about how great baby wearing is. If you do want to get some more information about baby wearing or to connect with Brooke, check out the links to her social media and website in the show notes. And as I mentioned earlier, head over to Instagram at mumwillknow to enter this week's giveaway. And while you're there, I'd love to hear what you thought of the episode. Make sure you've subscribed to Mum Will Know in your podcast app so you're set for next week's episode. And if you have a minute, I'd love if you could give Mum Will Know a positive review and rating while you're there. As more of the country settles into lockdown, I hope that you are okay. If you're struggling, make sure you reach out to someone, whether it's your GP, um, Lifeline or Panda. Motherhood is hard and it isn't meant to be done alone. So do get some help if you need it. Sending out love to you all wherever you're at and I will catch you next week.